Hi, welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am a Philadelphia-based artist, curator, and art professor, as well as artist coach. In this podcast, I cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists, like inspiration, mindset, art business relationships, and artist career strategy. You'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. Hello, my beautiful artist friends. I am so excited to be here with you today. And today we are going to be talking about the benefits of taking a break because I just took a month long break basically. And I was in France, I was doing a residency and it was the most incredible experience of my life, I would say. And it, it definitely made such an impact on me, such a positive impact. And I want to tell you about it because it was so amazing. Um, but I wanted to touch on first just the benefits of taking a break um, from your art, but also more like from the business of your art. Because if you're like most artists that I know, you don't get burnt out if you're painting all the time. You get burnt out if you're doing all the other things that support your art career, like applying for shows, um, keeping up with inventory, replying to all your emails, um, writing show proposals, writing grants, researching opportunities, all of those things can lead to burnout because they're all just like tasks that don't really feed your soul, but they do support your primary art career and your business. Um, but if you constantly have those going on in your life and you never take a break from those, I was really feeling burnt out because that's the point that I was at before I went away on this residency. I was like, I was always busy with, um, you know, there was always administrative tasks that I had to do every single day and they were really crowding out my studio time and my time to like really create and dive into the depths of my soul to like create new work because for me it takes a little bit to get into the headspace of you know fearlessly being creative and if I'm doing a lot of administration one day and then I try to like create something amazing later on in the day the momentum just isn't there and it ends up not being as good as it could But with this residency that I did, I was able to really just luxuriate in in doing nothing and then just like painting or drawing. And I have never had that experience in my life, actually. And so it was absolutely incredible to experience that. And um, I definitely highly recommend it. So the benefits of taking a break are, for me, what happened was... I unlocked all of these ideas because when your mind is relaxed and in a relaxed enough state where you feel safe and you feel um, you feel like there's no urgency 
um, your mind is automatically going to go to a state of play and connectivity and creativity. And when your mind is in that state, that's when you're going to have those genius ideas and those really inspired ideas that are such a true, pure reflection of your soul. So you want to get into that state uh, when you make your greatest work. So if you never let yourself get to that point, um, it's going to be hard to access those levels of your creativity. So I, I, feel, I really feel like I tapped into that when I was doing this residency. So let me tell you a little bit about what I did. Uh, so before my residency, I did prepare um, and I got a lot of my administrative tasks done ahead of time. So like I made sure that all of my uh, commissions were finished before I left and I made sure that I had a couple podcasts um, that actually went out while I was on my residency. I had a couple emails I pre-wrote and I just made sure to kind of wrap everything up before I went away because I didn't want to think about doing anything except for creating and enjoying what I was going to do. So I did prepare in that way um, because I didn't want to just abandon all aspects of my business. So I pre-did a lot of tasks. Um, and then what I did was... Um, you know, I went to France. <laughs> so, so I what the residency that I went to was called Chateau Orcavo, um, Chateau Orcavo Artist Residency, and I have been watching this residency since 2016 when it first started. When they first started doing the renovations on this manor house, I found them on social media and I watched the progress of this chateau as they were renovating it because it was such a gorgeous chateau in France. And it was fun seeing the renovations. Then they started to put out like calls to artists. And I didn't have enough faith in the residency at that point to like, um, to do it. I was like, well, I, I just don't know. It doesn't seem very established and everything. Um, but I was still really fascinated by it. I didn't know anybody who had gone either. So I was just like, you know, I'm just going to wait and see. So I waited a couple of years and I applied in 2019 because I saw that it was just getting better and better and it had all these artists like raving about it on social media still I didn't know anybody there but um but it seemed like it was awesome <laughs> and uh, the way that they had renovated the chateau the grounds it just looked like heaven and there had been enough uh, artist residencies that they had done that I was like, you know what, this looks really cool. So I applied, I got in, and I later found out that only 20% of the applicants get in. So um, if you are thinking about applying, I think it has gotten much more popular over the years just because it is so amazing. And um, so so just keep that in mind. If you do get rejected, just, you know, apply again. Um because it's, it's definitely worth trying for. It's, it's an amazing experience. So I did get in and I was planning on going during the summer of 2020. And then that winter COVID hit. And so they shut down the residency for over a year and they just didn't host anybody. Um, so, so I, I, 
I was not able to go. Now, they did say that, you know, as soon as travel opens back up for France and COVID subsides, we will be starting this back up again. So I kept my eye on the news and I saw that, you know, France had opened up travel again and also COVID was subsiding. So I reached out to them and I was like, you know, I'd love to try to plan something. And so, yeah, they were very accommodating. And so I had a two-week residency there this July. Um, But before I went to the residency, I also spent five days in Paris because I'm flying all the way to France and I love Paris. It's a gorgeous, such a gorgeous city. So much history. Um, it's, It's just the most beautiful city in the world, I think. Uh, now I haven't been to every city in the world, but it's pretty amazing. Like it feels unreal when you're there. So I went to Paris for five days and what I did when I was in Paris is I walked around a lot because I really wanted to experience the city, like all the different parts of the city. And I really wanted to, um, get a feel for it. So I didn't go to that many museums. I didn't go to the Louvre. I didn't go to um, the Orsay or really any of the big museums. I mostly walked around the entire city and I got a feel for the architecture. I got a feel for all the restaurants. Um, And, you know, I did, I went in and saw some smaller museums like the Museum of Romantic Life. I loved that. They had a um, exhibition there called um, romantic heroines and so it was like all these um, heroines from like literature and um, and also like from history and paintings and uh, literature based around these heroines and film as well and ballet so they had like costumes there it was like totally up my alley and um, and it was hosted in this adorable pink like chateau looking house in the middle of Paris with like the most amazing rose gardens and this uh greenhouse that was like a little coffee shop next to next door to it it was like unreal um so I actually sat there and I painted that um that site they let me set up and like paint the actual museum because it was so charming um and so I did that like I actually painted all around the city I did several paintings in Paris of different locations where I would just set up uh, my oil paints And I would do some plein air painting because I just really wanted to. I wanted to like experience Paris as an artist and really just bathe in that. And it was amazing. It was truly incredible. I also, when I was in Paris, I went to go see a ballet. So the ballet was A Midsummer Night's Dream. And it was the best ballet I've ever seen. I haven't been to many ballets, but um, but. I just felt like I want to do something really elegant and special and, um, and incredible while I'm in Paris. And I saw that they have a world famous ballet house and that they happen to be performing a Midsummer Night's Dream, which is, has a soft spot in my heart because when I was a young kid, so I was like 12 or 11, um, me and my sister, we, we basically, um, put on this play in our barn, our parents' barn in the backyard. And we like recruited all the neighborhood kids and we practiced for like a couple of weeks. Um, 
doing this play, A Midsummer Night's Dream. We made it, we simplified it. So we didn't like memorize all the lines. We like simplified it and edited it. And then we like made all of the costumes. We made like the, uh, the donkey head out of paper mache and um, we made like a stage and the curtains. It was like, it was cute. It was like really cute. So we did that and we spent like a whole summer doing it. So when I think of A Midsummer Night's Dream, it's, it definitely like means something to me. So I was like, you know what? It would be so cool to see this as a ballet. And so I went to see the ballet and it was absolutely incredible. I was smiling through the entire thing. Um, I mean, it was really amazing because that's a pretty complicated plot, like A Midsummer Night's Dream. Like if you know that story, there's like, there's a lot of things that happen in there that like, even when you read it, um, it's kind of confusing. But when it was performed, even without words, um, as you know, as they do in the ballet, it was amazing how they used body language and the costuming to make sure you understood what was what exactly was going on, and um, and they really didn't need words. And I was like amazed by that. But the costumes were like incredible. They were designed by Christian Lacroix, so um, they were just like tailored to perfection, and they had all these like beautiful sparkles and embroidery and they were all different and um, just, it was just incredible. And also the, the set design was so magical as well. So this was not like a modern performance. It was more, uh, it was more like a classical ballet performance where everything looked like very Victorian Um, all the backdrops were like extremely ornate. So it was truly like stepping back in time and experiencing this like really magical, ornate, uh, beautiful experience, um, like how ballet started basically. And so I really loved it and it was very inspiring to me. And, um, yeah, so that was, that was definitely a highlight. The other thing is, um, I stayed near the Tuileries Gardens, um, which is right next to uh, the Louvre. So even though I didn't go in the Louvre, um, I did walk around it and I, um, I spent a lot of time in the Tuileries Gardens, just like walking around and looking at the gardens and um, just enjoying that because they have all these reflecting pools and fountains and so many beautiful statues and all of the, um, all the flowers were like in full bloom and the way that they structured the gardens, like, um, they were just a beautiful mixture of like wild, uh, growth, like of flowers and plants. And then also like this, like very contained boxwood kind of feel. So I really enjoyed just walking around and looking at those. And, um, I like had my music in and I was just like walking around enjoying it. So I would do that like every evening, one evening, there was a moonrise over the Louvre and I was walking around just taking in how beautiful everything was. And then all of a sudden I see this huge golden moon rising above the Louvre, like bathing all of the, all of the gardens in this like beautiful sparkling light. And I was just like, this is unreal. It's so beautiful. It was such like a perfect moment, um, that I'll always remember. And it was like reflected in like the reflecting pools and it was just magical. So I really enjoyed that very, very much. And, um, I, what else did I do while I was there? 
Well, I went out to eat a lot, so I enjoyed the French cuisine. Very, very delicious. So they're not allowed to use preservatives in France. A lot of things are banned in France that are uh, allowed in the United States. So all of their food is super fresh and organic. So um, it was really nice to just know that as I was eating the food and it was really delicious. Um, so while, while I was in Paris, um, I really just savored the, the air of history, um, the air of like appreciation of arts, and there's a spirit there of just enjoyment of life. This episode is sponsored by the Luminary Artist Academy. The Luminary Artist Academy is a six-month self-paced transformational course for contemporary realist feminine artists to blossom into the higher level of professional success from the inside out. The Luminary Artist Academy was written for you. As an artist myself who has been through the dark night of my own soul and through the thickets of my own limiting beliefs, in order to come out on the other side, I feel the struggle and I know where you are. I know the desires that you feel and the frustration at feeling like they are out of reach and I have discovered the keys to unlocking your own potential and totally transforming the reality of your creative practice and your experience as an artist in a very short time after doing it myself. And I wrote the Luminary Artist Academy to share this process with you. So the Luminary Artist Academy is a comprehensive, detailed, step-by-step course that takes you on an odyssey through the inner chambers of your heart and soul to your creative practice and out into the world where you shine your confident feminine light as a luminary in your field. This course supports you every single step of the way to guide you into stepping into your highest version of yourself within your artistic career and your life. Don't let another year go by just thinking about it and without taking action. Being in limbo, saying next time or I'll do it later, is the reason why you feel like you're spinning your wheels and staying stuck. By doing the same things in the same way, you'll likely be in the same place you are now, six months from now, if you don't take action. Take the first steps today to believe in a different future for yourself. The gallery shows, press celebrating your work, and sales pouring in from your art is what you know you are meant for and what you ultimately deserve. Your most aligned artistic career is waiting for you. It's time to believe in yourself and value your dreams. I believe in you. Explore the course via the link in the show notes or at www.thevisionaryartistsalon.com. So I know that people live and work there and people experience stress everywhere. But while I was there, what I noticed is people had a bit of a slower pace and they really seemed to prioritize the pleasures of life, which is really not what you see in the East Coast in America. Um, In the East Coast in America, it's very much about accomplishing and like driving yourself, especially when I think about New York, Philadelphia as well, but um, there, there's an era of like, it's almost like panic. <laughs> Whenever I go to New York, I feel it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, 
this is so stressful because you just feel like people are like in this in this feeling of like do or die and um I they they got to accomplish this and like they got to get to the pinnacle of achievement. When I was in Paris, it had a very different feel where people are just like, you know, enjoying the sunshine and um you know, they 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 take pleasure in the small things like the cappuccino or like wearing like a pretty scarf that day. Um, like there's a lot of attention to detail in France, um, that makes life more pleasurable. So I really enjoyed that. And it, it helps me get into a very relaxed, um, and enjoyable state of mind. And because I've done, I'd done all of my administrative work before I left, I could really enjoy painting and just being an artist, walking around, enjoying all the sights and sounds. And it just totally put me in that vibe. It's easier to do when everyone around you is also in that state of mind. So that's something I really enjoyed about Paris. Oh, the other thing that I did is um, I was there for Bastille Day. So I was in Paris for Bastille Day. And I didn't even realize, okay, because... Um, you know, I don't live in France and I'm not familiar with all their holidays, but I was touring around Paris one day and somebody mentioned like at, at like a restaurant or something. They were like, oh, it's Bastille Day. What are you doing for Bastille Day? And I was like, oh, well, what do you do for Bastille Day? And uh, they were like, well, there's going to be fireworks at the Eiffel Tower. So, uh, you know, this is like a, a once in a lifetime experience unless I go back for it, of course. But, um, so I went down to the Eiffel Tower to see the fireworks. And this was a major ordeal because they had like shut down lots of streets, but I just walked, um, I just walked down to the Eiffel Tower and there were thousands, probably millions of people like on the banks of the river, um, just to watch the fireworks, um, for the Eiffel Tower, but they were definitely worth watching. So I got a really good spot, very close to the Eiffel Tower. And, um, they, they started the fireworks and I was like amid crowds of people. And, um, it was really fun. People were singing and it felt very much like the 4th of July, but you can feel the patriotism of that country. And it's like a different country than the United States, which was interesting to experience. Um, but you can feel like the pride in their country and the celebration, um, which is interesting because Bastille Day is like the day that they stormed um, the castle and like Marie Antoinette was like outed. Um, poor Marie Antoinette. But uh, which is funny because they like, like Marie Antoinette now. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like, it's kind of interesting. But it was fantastic to experience seeing the beautiful fireworks at the Eiffel Tower, um, to be there for the celebration with all of the French people and to see how they celebrated. The fireworks were amazing. Um, the Eiffel Tower actually launched the fireworks. So there would be like all these fireworks like launching out of the Eiffel Tower, which was really interesting to see, um, like in a circular motion and like they, they had all of these like very interesting uh, configurations. They had heart uh, fireworks. Um, it was it was very beautiful. So I very much enjoyed that. And 
I actually did a couple of paintings of it. Not right there, because it was hard to capture. It would have been impossible with all the crowds. Um, but I took a lot of videos and pictures, and I've done a couple paintings of that experience since then. So it's been, it was, it was really cool. All right, so I did that. And then, um, and then I started my journey to the residency. Now, I'm going to talk more about the residency in um, the next episode, um, but I wanted to just say um, my true break was really Paris because when I went to the residency, I did work on my art. So I worked on my art pretty much every day. I did like, I probably did like 30 pieces, but all of them weren't complete pieces. They weren't like highly finished oil paintings when I, when I was at the residency, they were like, um, you know, like large sketches or a plein air painting, you know, stuff like that, that was more uh, quick to complete. Um, like for my kind of painting, it takes, it, it does take, um, it takes time to like build up layers to create the mood and the atmosphere of the figure and, um, that magical feeling. Uh, of that finished artwork to a high degree. So I didn't focus as much on trying to make that. I really wanted to just get into the flow of feeling like a full-time artist, feeling like um, all of my creativity was being expressed in a full flowing way and that I didn't have to stop. You know, I could just create all day long. Um, so that was that was my goal when I went to the residency and I would say I definitely completed that goal. There was one day where I did like, I did like four huge drawings in one day. And I just like, I just did one after the other. And I was like in such a flow state. Um, and that was like, that was like one of the last days when I had gotten to such like a relaxed state of mind that it felt like I was just like a channel for these ideas. And ah, oh, it was so amazing. But I will talk about the residency in the next um, in the next episode. But I wanted to share my experience of Paris in particular in this episode because it was such an incredible experience. I loved it, and um, the value of taking a break. So um, for me, when I came back from my trip, um, which was like a week ago, I felt so inspired and so ready to work and. It was like all of my burnout from um, the previous months had completely dissipated and I was just so excited to dive in to like all the aspects of my business and my creativity. Like I felt so alive and so excited and so just like invigorated and really like reborn. Um, and I also had a lot of insights into my business and my art that um, I don't think I would have ever had the space to realize had I not taken this break. And I'm going to share with you guys um, in another podcast exactly kind of what happened at the residency and, um, and kind of some of the ways that I would like to incorporate all of those positive things from the residency into my life. Um, but for me, so the top three things that helped that, that, that benefited me um, with taking a break is number one, it just allows your nervous system to rest. So if you are constantly like trying to strive for something, um, 
not in a free-flowing way where it just flows out of you, more in like a stressed out way, that's going to take its toll on your nervous system and you are going to feel burnt out. And then the quality of the work that you produce is not going to be as good. So resetting your nervous system was like such an amazing thing. I felt so safe, so, um, so exhilarated, so excited. So resetting your nervous system. Number two is opening your mind to new things. So when I was in France, I saw so many new things. Like I saw with my eyes amazing new art that the United States just doesn't have. Um, I saw the history. I experienced new things. So like um, the smell of the gardens, um, the Tuileries gardens at night. Um, you know, the, the different fashions in France. Um, seeing that ballet was like a total sensory experience that really has impacted my art. Um, seeing the way that people enjoy themselves. Uh, so it, it just opens your mind to new experiences that are going to find its way into your art in a really positive way. Um, and number three, it fills you up so that you are ready to give to the world again. So if you're constantly like giving, 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 um, and or doing, 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 like if I was making a podcast every day, I, I would feel depleted eventually, right? Um, or if I was, um, if, I, if you're doing anything every day, constantly without a break, you're going to eventually feel depleted. You need to actually go out and have life experiences as a creative person so that you have something to create about. So taking that time to experience other cultures, other things, it really helps you to feel, um, to feel like you have something to create about. And, um, I said three, but I'm okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say four again. Uh, I'm going to add this one, the relationships that you can form. So, um, now this isn't true for any travel. Um, I, cause I think that solo travel can be really beneficial as well. And the first part of my trip was solo and there's a lot you can learn from doing solo trips. Like, wow, I don't even have to like be with anybody to have a great time. And, also, you can do what you want, which is quite nice. Um, you don't have any anybody else's schedule. Um, you can learn to take care of yourself and um, just really follow your bliss and get to know yourself more. It opens you up. Um, so solo travel can be really great, but also the relationships that I formed at the residency were so powerful and so enlightening that, um, you know, they really made an impact on me. And they really helped me to uh, open up my work more and, um, you know, provide solutions for my work, but also just like enriching your life in different experiences and different ways. Um, So relationships are really important as well. I think also the feeling that you're being supported, that's like a really important thing um, that I really felt so supported at the residency and I feel like I've brought that kind of aura and that feeling back with me. Like, I feel like I have a network of people now who like want me to succeed and are like invested in me succeeding. And like, and I feel like I'll always bring that with me. So, um, so the relationships and the inspiration were really just powerful, powerful things. Um, absolutely. There's so much more that I learned, like, 
It's like, it's insane. But um, in my next episode, I'm going to talk about the specific ways that the residency kind of impacted me. And then the specific ways that I'm going to incorporate those positive aspects of the residency into my life here back in the United States. Um, But for now, I just wanted to touch base and share with you my experience of Paris, the city of light, the city of love. And um, it was, it was magical. It was 10 times more magical than I even expected it to be. Um, And part of it is because I just went being open and expecting the best. I didn't know exactly what to expect, but, um, but it was definitely more beautiful and more impactful than I thought that it was going to be. I loved it. I want to go back and, um, and you can do this too. So the value of taking a break, how can you take a break? What are some ways that you can take a break? Um, you know, even if you aren't going to France, I mean, which is a big commitment. I I went to France for three weeks. Like that takes a lot of planning, time, money, um, preparation. So maybe for you, you could start with like a weekend away, like find a really cute Airbnb, like a couple of hours away from you. Um, stay somewhere magical, like a tree house or a castle or like, a chateau or um, a hobbit house or something. Find something that like really makes your imagination happy. Um, And it doesn't have to be a major trip to another country. It can just be, you know, a trip to the Poconos or a trip to a lake house or um, even just like going camping. And plan that out as an intentional space away from your artistic business. And what you'll find is that you're going to be stressed at first that like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm letting things fall through the cracks. Oh my gosh, I'm doing this. I'm not doing this. But after like the second day, your your nervous system is finally going to relax. It's going to let you relax and then you'll be able to be present and take in all these amazing experiences, these new sights, new sounds that you are experiencing. And um and you're going to actually make space to live, which is going to inform your art. It's going to um regulate your nervous system and then you're going to have so much more um you're going to have so much more energy when you come back to dive back into your art practice, your art business, and you're going to be more excited. Instead of doing the same thing every day, you're going to come back with a fresh perspective, new ideas, renewed life force, and um, it's going to make your art practice that much better. So this is something that I would love to incorporate into my life, like maybe every other month doing some kind of a getaway even if it's, you know, it's not like a month away in France, but like a weekend away or um, even like a day trip somewhere within driving distance to go like see a museum, walk around like a town, go out to eat, um, you know, explore someplace that's unfamiliar because the brain is very stimulated by the unfamiliar. It's going to it's going to give you new ideas and make you feel like there's so much more to explore in the world. And um, another thing you can do is like write a wish list. Like, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to Hawaii and like swim in the waterfalls? 
Um, do you want to go to Iceland and like see the Northern Lights and like see the wild horses there and um, just experience that totally different landscape? Do you want to go to Ireland and like um, experience those those rolling green hills and the cute little villages um, and that like Celtic magical feel? Um, do you want to go to the Middle East? Do you want to see the pyramids? Like write a list of the places that really resonate with you and maybe pick like one a year, one major one a year that you would like to experience and, and start to plan it out and see if you can do that. Because this has impacted me and really refreshed me much more than I thought that it was able to. I really feel like it changed my identity, like in a fundamental way, uh, which I'll talk about more in the next uh, episode. But, you know, I am somebody who can handle themselves in a, in a foreign land. And not only that, but like thrive. So you can do this too. You have it within you. Just, just takes um, positive thinking and a plan. Um, but for now, think about like ways that you can be able to take a break. And beyond just like taking the day off and like cleaning the house, taking an intentional break to just have a adventurous, pleasurable experience somewhere outside of the norm of what you usually do. I think that's really the key, getting outside of what you usually do. Um, so how can you do that? What are your ideas? So that's what I want to share with you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was fun talking with you guys. And um, as always, um, my coaching is open. And if you want um, coaching with me, please send a message, um, jlebor at jessicalebor.com. Um, all the d- details are in the show notes. And the Luminary Artists Academy is open for enrollment as well. I would love to help you out with that. Um, it's really everything that you need to get the next level of your artistic career. And Actually, in the, um, in the course, I do talk about uh, how to get into your dream residency and how to write um, compelling letters so that you get into these opportunities. So there's like a whole section on that. But, um, but you know, those are some of my offerings. And of course, I'm still creating, making work for my September 11th show, which is coming right up. So I'm going to be working on that. And um yeah, that's, that's kind of like the life update, inspiration update. And um, thanks so much for listening today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed today's lesson or not lesson podcast. And um, I'd love to hear from you, your feedback and where you want to go. All right. Have a wonderful week and I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired.